Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we are not clowning around because Pennywise took down an angel. We're going to break it all down next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. This is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prognosticate. About the box office that lie ahead. I am Frank Moran. I am Amy Cassandra Martinez. Oh, I'm making us look good and sound even better. Ryan in the booth. Hey, it's Ryan in the booth. I'm at a popcorn talk. Really excited to be on here. This is the first time oh I've been involved gosh. with Box Office Breakdown. So I'm sure like it won't be your last. Well, um, it depends on how the show goes. He says, I never want to be involved with you guys again. I, yeah. He I'm could worried. walk away. Yeah, I'm very walk. worried. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. This That's is, it. No, this is, this is a, Guys, I could walk. This is right. That is right. <laughs> you know, folks, uh, we're back. We're excited to be with you. We took Labor Day off. You know, Amy was busy, you know, traveling the countryside, seeing her friends, the family, countryside. and fans. In Texas, yeah. Yes, that's right. That is, it was kind of a countryside, a little bit. There you go. You went yeah. back like a local hero. <laughs> no. Where? Yeah. Wh- what state? Texas. Uh, Texas. Texas. Nice. Yeah, I actually went to three different cities. Ooh. Um. So you know. Oh, look I did at that stuff. There you go. That's great. Did you have being pickles? <sighs> no. All right. Well, that was so a, it wasn't that job. of a success, that much of a successful no. trip. Right. But I will be going back soon. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, you're there, give it a thumbs up. Or two, or three, four, five, however many you can. And, you know, we've got the chat up and running. But if you're watching after we stream live, Amy, what can they do? Um, I'm not sure. Comment down below. Oh, yes. So we're going to break in, uh, break down last week's box office. We'll do a little look at Jennifer Lopez and her box office performance there. And, of course, we got to round it out with our box office bet. Mm-hmm. And you know, since it's Ryan's first time, we can get Ryan involved in the box office bet. Yes. Oh, that's more cover for Amy and I. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. We got uh, coming down uh, at number one here It Chapter Two, the sequel to the acclaimed film from two years ago, there came in at $91 million. And so uh, all three of us have seen this film. And mm-hmm. so we'll give you some general looks here. But at the end of the show, we'll do a little bit spoiler filled. Uh, thoughts. So we'll give you an opportunity if you don't want to be spoiled, you haven't had a chance to see it yet. We'll give you an opportunity to jump out while we, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty. But Amy, yes. Overall, what did you think of this film? I have to say the casting was absolutely stupendous. Um, we already knew what the casting was. Like we already knew who's going to play who, whatever, everything, whom, whom. Um, but seeing them actually be those characters and have that feel of like, oh my gosh, they are the same same characters, just older, really, really helped the movie. Um, I do think it was very long. I knew going in how long it was going to be, so I prepared myself mentally, emotionally, physically. But yeah, um, you know, got some light stretches in before Great. I sat down. Uh, yeah, but I have to say it was pretty fun, awesome, good times, got scared a few times. And I love Pennywise. I might be the only person out there that really loves Pennywise. Wow, that's I, what what do you love about Pennywise? Okay, like I don't know what I don't like what he does. I want to just put that out there, but I like his character. Um, I like how weird and creepy he is and just yeah. It's just, it's creepy. All right. Boop, boop, boop. So I thought overall the casting was good. Yeah. I, you know, I felt like as much as the casting of Ben was kind of like, nah. 
Ben is uh, James McAvoy. No. No, that's Bill. Yeah, Ben, ben, ben was ben, the hot ben guy. Ben got jacked. Yeah, hot architect. Um, But his face was the same. His eyebrows and his eyeballs. And like the mouth, I guess. Yeah. was. But I just kept looking at his eyes and his eyebrows. It was the same person. You cannot convince me that there has been no time traveling involved. Well, actually, what you didn't know is that it was the same actor. They just used de-aging stuff. In the first film, the first and they, they de-aged him all the way down to a What did kid. you think of that, guys? That honestly took me out of the film. Uh, I, there were a few moments with the de-aging of the kids. Like, you can tell, oh, they got older. And, you uh, know, I did not notice it, except for that one scene where Finn Wolfhard is running away from this big, giant thing that I'm not going to say what it was, um, where I was like, that looks really fake. But everything else, I was... I totally was in it. There, there was a shot of uh, Ben as a kid. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That I, I was like, ooh, that one, that shot really stood out to me as not being as polished as mm-hmm. as other shots of there. Uh, I mean, overall, I mean, it's I was willing to go with it just because you know two years have passed and that is an age where things can change physically for kids. So I'm like, I wanted to buy into the conceit if you know they're trying to at least get it to look like it's something that happened. Continuous with the first film. So well, I, was, I was one to go along. Well, and, and their voices, too. I thought they did a pretty good job of, especially with the guys. You know, I, I for me, it didn't stand out only because I hadn't watched the first film since it came out. I yeah. bet if I had watched the film, I wanted to see it the night before I saw the, the sequel, but I didn't get a chance to. So maybe it would have stood out more apparently to me then. Mm-hmm. But having it haven't been two years, I wasn't as obsessed with the uh, the, the physical or the vocal yeah. aspects. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of the film? I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, I was going in coming off of a lot of negative reception online. Like, all I was hearing about were complaints of the film online, people who saw it at a early screening or film festival. And, you know, I was going in a little worried. Also, I'm a big Stephen King fan. So I, I read the book. And um, one thing I was a little worried about was the adult storyline. One, one thing with the old miniseries is, mm. you know, the adult storyline was considerably less interesting than the uh, the child one. Also, I just didn't think it was going to be as scary as the child one because when you come at it from a child perspective, it's inherently scarier. But when you come at it from adults, it's like, how, how scary can this be? I thought this movie was more disturbing than number one because it had these adult elements in it. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't as scary as the first, but I was really surprised. I really liked it. Yeah, it's too long. There's definitely, this felt like the extended cut, I think. And there were a few scenes, especially some flashbacks with us, the Stan character that was like, I don't think we need this. And, um, yeah, so, look, maybe they can trim 15 minutes off of it, but I was into it, and I'm really, really satisfied with it. Uh, I do have to say, Bill Hader, what the heck? He was great. So good. I have seen a couple episodes of Barry, and the people that have seen it, like myself, we always tell people, like, watch it. If you have time, watch it. But I would like to think that now people see Bill Hader in um, a different light, you know? He's not just Stefan, which is an amazing character. But, you know, he's got so much more depth to him. I enjoyed him and uh, the guy who played um, Eddie as well. Oh, my god! I thought both of those guys did great. So good. I do have to say a lot of people were, were talking about um, all the different... Mm, t- 
triggers. It's triggering. Yeah. This is yeah. the most triggering movie maybe ever made. <laughs> like, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think, especially in the last, oh, I don't know, last 30 minutes, there's a lot of flickering lights. I know some people with epilepsy had issues with it. Um, I did hear, though, that if you cover up one eye and you have epilepsy and you're triggered by the lights, that it somehow doesn't affect you. No. All right. Not... I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you try it unless you have a doctor. I mean, it felt like you were really putting that out as a medical professional for a moment. No, I just... I do my research. Um, So, I know that. (laughs) Um, But, guys, share your thoughts about It Chapter 2 in the chat. I'm here. I thought the... I mean, it is a huge novel to yeah. uh, adapt. I mean, and we saw what they tried to do with the original TV series. And then this one, it is it is a challenge. And I don't know if necessarily even these two films are enough, whether it would deserve something like what Watchmen's going to have now, like 10 episodes, to really break it down. Because mm-hmm. I felt like the repetitive structure of this beginning of the first one where the, uh, the adults are doing their, their quest to find these lost totems from yeah. their childhood, the repetitive nature of that just got a, you know like okay get it they're gonna find it they're gonna have a flashback and then they're gonna get scared and then they're just gonna run out see for me the thing was that we got to see beverly's <laughs> huge section like the scene mm-hmm. in the trailer and i would say that that was the most exciting part of all of like you know them finding the tokens so i'm like don't give us that whole scene in the trailer we've already reacted to it when we saw it so when we went to the theater and saw it again it was like oh it's in a bigger screen but I already know what happens. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, that was still creepy. Yeah. Can I, I still had a blast. Can I ask you to a question real quick? Please um, do. In terms of the box office, you know, it won is was the biggest horror opening, if I'm not mistaken, of all time. And the movie was two hours, twenty five minutes. This is two fifty, and obviously it didn't open as big as one. Do you think that runtime had something to do with it? And if so, why do you think the studio didn't really take that into consideration. You know, I, I wonder it is when you see films like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you even see Avengers Endgame, these big, that's much Once Upon a Time in America, but Avengers Endgame, big, huge uh, event movie. Mm-hmm. And it has that huge running time where, and it, incredibly successful. So studios, I think, are willing, if they think the audience is there, to do that runtime. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily like a superhero adventure film that's based off of 20 other films ahead of it. You need that kind of real estate. I mean, and this is a story that does need it, I guess. But there's also that thing. I was like, do you want a horror movie to be two hours and 49 minutes? I mean, Midsummer was also like it came like the extended um, cut came Mm -hmm. out. Um, Director's cut, I want to say. So people will go see these kinds of movies. But I don't think as a general audience, people are like, oh, okay, cool. Um, Especially... I don't know. I figure with It Chapter 2, word of mouth had a lot to do with it. Even if people aren't living in L.A. and, like, in this bubble, people know and people check out the scores, you know, Rotten Tomato, whatever. Like, they kind of care about it. And they're like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should wait on it. So I'm not really sure if that made a huge difference. It was, like, what, 25, 30 minutes more than the first one? Um, Yeah, it was about 25 minutes longer. So I don't know. And it's also, like, the idea of... I've also seen the miniseries, and yeah, the second part is way less exciting than the first one, and so I just had really high hopes because of the casting, and I'm a huge James McAvoy fan, but maybe not everyone cared about the second part that much. Because that makes me wonder, would the film have been 
seen as more successful if knowing that you know the kind of the weakness of the adult side of the storyline yeah. compared to the child side that you don't let it be as long you find some way to mm. as you're adapting it you're not going to be as completely faithful to the novel but you find some way to take that repetitive nature of them looking for those tokens kind of a way to consolidate Condense that it. Yeah. yeah and so it just tightens up the film and you just get right to seeing what happens after that and maybe yeah. a shorter running time uh with you know given like the the, the less enthusiastic response to the adult nature of the story yeah. maybe would have been better i don't know i mean I, I think it's a personal choice because in while watching it i was like okay like i know how long this is gonna be and i'm ready to live here for a while and i know that some people just don't like that. Even if they know how long the movie is in advance, I'm like, oh gosh, it just feels like it's taking forever. For me, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go on a journey together, and it's gonna take a very long time, and that's okay with me. But I can understand how the normal, like the general audience, might be like, let's wrap it up, let's keep it going, you know. But then there's also those people that even with this running time, still feel that there was too much stuff cut from the book. Everything with Beverly's husband, <laughs> everything with Bill's wife, things like that that weren't put in the book. Uh, you know, and so you're. Yeah. This is, you know, it could have been a four hour movie. Um, are you saying that's what you wanted? That's what was missing. That's no. what you want. You want a seven hour movie. Well, I mean, they, they always talk about doing that super cut where they put it all together along with a couple other deleted scenes and they do a super cut film that could uh, be on streaming platforms. I'd like that. Yeah. I mean, it could be interesting I'd to see it, it presented that way. Yeah. Except they did that with the Hateful Eight on Netflix. Oh. Where they made it, they put a bunch of scenes back in and it made it a much longer presentation than that. I mean, that point where you can stream it at your leisure and don't have to feel like that rush of having to finish it all in one setting if, sitting if you don't want to. Yeah. Let us know um, in the comments below and in the chat what your opinions are on that. Yeah. That rhymes. Thank you. Look at that. Oh, wow. Way that to was, go, that Amy. That was fun. Thanks. <laughs> uh, heading back down to our next uh, film in the top five here. Angel Has Fallen went to number two, $6 million. Didn't see that, did you? No, I honestly forgot that it came out. Someone said, oh, yeah, I saw Angel Has Fallen. I was like, what's that? All right. So did you see it? I did see it. Go see it for the Nick Fury. Uh, the Nick Nolte. I was going to say Nick Fury. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, that would be so much cooler. Okay. Uh, Nick Nolte is bonkers in this movie, and it's worth checking out for him. What would you give it? Uh, I'd give it out of four stars. I'd give it. What? Out of five? Out of five? Yeah. Mm, two and a half. Yeah. Like. But you're you're telling all of us to go for a two and a half star movie. Hey, you want to go see a bonkers moment? How long is this moment? Well, I mean, there's a great sequence in the middle where they first meet. That just is it's it's about a 15 minute scene. All right, that just goes over the top. I'm going to say like two minutes. I'm like, come on, come on, <laughs> two minutes. That's it. Come on. Uh, coming to number three, Good Boys from Universal, another five point three million dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's been a while since we've been here, and a lot of the the billboards have changed. So. Yeah, and even bus stops, you know, they've changed their... Yeah, those boys are gone now. Those boys are gone. I really did like their posters. Where it said, like, you must be this tall to watch this movie or something like that. I'm like, well, guess I'm not tall enough. Uh-oh, so you, you, that's why I haven't that's seen it yet. That's why, yeah. Just uh quick, quick check for Amy Cassandra Martinez. Uh, how have you enjoyed Hobbs and Straw? It was great. I'm completely lying to you right now. I know. Okay. All right, still hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, coming to number four on the box office, uh, Lion King, $4.1 million. Wow, that's still there. It's still going. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, it kind of shows you the lack of much other stuff that happened in August. And yeah. rounding out the top five is Overcomer from uh, a firm at $3.75 million. The heck was Overcomer? That's uh, it's a small film about somebody that overcame something. 
That's beautiful. You're welcome. Yep, nailed it. Nailed it. Overcomer. Wow. So, uh, of course, folks, since we were off last week, we didn't get a chance to do a box office bet. So we won. <laughs> That's We both won. We both right? won. Congrats. Great. But now, as we mentioned, we're going to do a box office bet, there, and there are two films buying for your vote, so you can start voting away there in the chat. One of those is The Goldfinch from Warner Brothers on 2,500-plus screens, and The Hustlers, Hustler Baby, with Jennifer Lopez, Lily Reinhardt, uh, Cardi B, at all. I never uh, thought I'd hear you say Cardi B. No, I just In did this it. setting, at least. Yeah. Oh, what setting did you imagine me saying it? <laughs> I don't know, outside. Just outside. We're just talking. <laughs> just about music. Cardi B. I you love know, Cardi B. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. That's on 3100 screens. So, uh, folks, those will be the two films that we're going to be voting on. Uh, one of those uh, will be uh, chosen by you folks in the chat. 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance. Of we'll getting either one of those. Yeah. I... The Goldfinch, I, I feel like I'm intrigued by the trailers, but I, I worry that it'd be a film I'd be let down. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I feel like it just it just screened at TIFF. Yeah. And people have thoughts. I don't know what their thoughts were because I don't I didn't want to get you don't spoiled. Like, you don't like thoughts. I just don't like Got thoughts. It. I don't like having them. No, but I mean, and there's a lot of other ones. Uh, neighborhood. Yes. Thank you. The, just, um, yep. With Tom Hanks. <sighs> Yeah. T Hanks. Help me. Help me. Wonderful what is day it? in the neighborhood. Thank you. Yes. That one. that one and Hustlers also screened at TIFF. That was interesting. Yeah. Because we're going to get it this weekend. Yeah, well. Well, um, and Goldfinch, too. I don't know. I just never go. associated Hustlers with TIFF. I, I don't know how I feel. I'm going to feel about Hustlers. <gasps> so are you saying that you want everyone to pick it? I'm not saying that at all. Not say that at all. Uh, now, another film that had uh, big acclaim, speaking of festivals, before yeah. we move on to anything else, is uh, Joker. Is that the Venice Film Festival one Grand over there? Lion. Yes, look at that. Uh, there is a, I've got an eight minute extending ovation, a lot of mixed views on that film. Uh, and trailers. Yes. Two different trailers now. So, what uh, are you are you are you going to make a judgment about how you feel about this film, or are you just going to wait until you see it before you have any thoughts? I'm going to make a judgment about how I feel about the trailers. Okay, please do. Which I have seen the first one. I love that song, "Smile." Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the first one I had a better time just because of the song, but it was still a little bit like, okay, I don't really understand what we're trying to say here. The second one felt really, the second trailer just felt really weird. And from the people I've talked to, because I'm not a huge DC fan, I've never really understood. Like, I love Superman, um, like uh, Christopher Reeves' version of Superman. But other than that, I haven't really been too knowledgeable about DC. So just talking to them, they just, they don't like the way that it's been shown so far. Because right now, the Joker feels like... um, I know this word's been thrown out a lot, but like an incel. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the idea of like, well, you owe me this and all of that, like really just puts me on edge. But I am curious to see it. I know a lot of my friends are like, nah, thanks, but no. But I think they might still go see it just out of curiosity. Because you can't really judge a movie based off of the trailer. Sometimes it's a really sucky trailer in a great movie. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes we get a lot of footage in the trailer. So uh, right now, I'm honestly, I'm very confused and not sure about it. Did you read any of the reviews coming out of Venice? No, except uh, a headline. <laughs> 
with the word incel. I'm like, oh, great. The, well, like, I thought we already knew that. There you go. Um, but maybe the movie will give me a different response. I don't know. I like to give it a shot. Because a lot of people worked really hard on this, you know? And I feel like for us to be able to really comment on it, you have to see it. And whether you like it or not, at least, like, people created something. And I always just feel, I don't know, some way about it. Like, we can only say so much. Does that make sense? No, I completely understand. I mean, yeah. it feels weird to criticize a film without having seen it for yourself. Yeah. Based on, I mean, certainly, I, you know, I've read other people's opinions on how they felt about it. Yeah. Uh, some have really enjoyed it thoroughly. Others have felt like it, you are, I don't want to say, it, that glamorizing, but in that kind of sense, mm. a... Uh, I, I, an emotional enablement of uh, the Joker's character. Yeah. You know, that's sort of put upon a white man who now feels like, hey, it's okay for me to, to strike back and do what I want. Yeah. Because the world has been mean to me. And I feel like, why are you showcasing that sort of kind of mind view on yeah. this film? So I, I can see both sides, but I feel like I have to see it ultimately myself to see how I really feel yeah. about it. Yeah. And again, like you might love it and I might hate it. <laughs> so it's always one of those things where I'm like, gosh, I, I really there's not one person that I go to to be like, oh, you like it. Oh, so then I'll like it because I, I feel like we all have just very individual tastes. You know what I mean? Well, you, I mean, if you should just follow my taste. Uh, no. no. And if I do the complete opposite of you, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Sometimes I agree with you. Sometimes I don't. All right. It's hit or miss. So I just have to watch these movies myself. Understood. Well, thank you for, yeah. for doing that. Someone uh, has to. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, uh, we're going to do a little, uh, of course, a, a little box office uh, rewind. I was re- a little, a little slow on the draw. I know. I was just effect. reading the chat. Oh, yeah. It's good. Because we're still here. Um, oh, there man. it is. Uh Oh, well, we have a fun fact from Sky Patterson. I'll lay it on a sky. Todd Phillips' Joker is one film in multiple <laughs> ideas of films and TV series under WBDC New Banner, DC Dark or DC Black. Do you understand what that means? Well, I know that, uh, yeah, the, the, in terms of the comics mm-hmm. and stuff, they have like DC's uh, Black Label. Okay, okay. Or is there uh, a little bit okay. more mature? Is there, because they basically shuttered the vertical line? Or they had like Swamp Thing. I know Swamp uh, Thing. Yeah. Uh, Hellblazer, uh, Fables, all these various different stories that are published mm-hmm. under that banner. That were kind of more of adult type stories. Uh, has been shuttered. And now they've kind of taken those and kind of collapsed it into DC's Black Label. Oh. And that's going to be kind of their new adult-esque types of stories. Wow. Fun yeah. fact brought to you by Sky Patterson. Oh, full just full breakdown of that fun fact brought to you by Frank Moran. Thank you. I mean, certainly, you know, from whatever, like, this is not, this is not going to adhere to any of the things that we've really seen before yeah. in the DC films. If you're looking for that, that is not what you should expect coming out of this film. You should just take it in and of itself as a story of this one particular character. Yeah. You're exactly well, right, Frank. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I produce the uh, DC Movie News show every Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, and I was just going to say, I'm really excited for this movie because I think that you know, we, everyone's asking for these movies that are led by the villain, but we don't really get them. They always make them like the good guy, like Maleficent, Minions, Despicable Me, <laughs> stuff like that. Like they're always, okay, let's make the villain the good guy. And I think this could be one of those rare cases where we actually get a movie about a villain in similar to those 70s films with Scorsese, like Taxi Driver and all that. And, you know, people were raving about it. And then until it got this prize, 
that the past three years, it's been Shape of Water, Roma, and this year it was Joker. Like, that's, I'm really excited after this award. And there was an article floating around a few weeks ago. I'm putting you guys on the spot right here, and feel free to change your mind later. You don't need to answer this. But people are predicting this might gross well over 100 mil opening weekend. Do you think it even has a shot at that? I mean, so It Chapter 2 got 91? Yes. Yeah. I mean, even just for people that are like, well, I don't know, that sounds stupid, let's go see it. You know? Or people that are like, yeah, this sounds awesome, like, let's go see it. I think it has uh, just the, at least right now, yeah. it seems to have just the right amount of, I don't want to say controversy around it, but there are there are differing opinions mm-hmm. of it yeah. that I think would make it intriguing for people who wanted to go check it out opening weekend to find out for themselves yeah. what do they really think about it. So I think it could it could do really well. And the Joker, you know, even if it's not tied into the DC mythology as it uh, DC Cinematic Universe yeah. as it stands right now, is a very popular character. Yeah. And so I think people are going to want to check it out that alone and then you add in the controversy and it could end up being over $100 million. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people will compare it to Heath Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. and all the Jokers before, Jack Nicholson. So even older generations that are like, what the heck is this going on? Like, I don't understand it. Let's go see it. Yeah, I think that would, that would bring more audiences to go see it. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing like, um, even if you're doing The Riddler, I, I, would don't, I, I don't think that would be a $100 million opening movie. Yeah. I think there's The Joker is something very yeah a unique villain to the Batman mythos that that he in and of himself has a lot of uh, a, a big huge fan base that would go out and see a film about that character. Mm-hmm. Well, and Joaquin Phoenix yeah. too. I mean, I feel like people are hey that guy. Let's go see his movie. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every single actor out there has a fan base, right? Including you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you have a fan base. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then they will go rush the theaters together to go see it. Starting you it guys together. are out there. Please leave a comment below. I know you're out there. Joaquin Phoenix fans. That's I don't right. know what the fan club is called. Uh, really? Uh, I don't know. Do the, you know? The Joaquins? Joaquins to the theater? <laughs> slow clap. Oh, I got a slow clap on that. All right. That was great. Yes. Uh, so, folks, uh, we're doing we uh, we're doing our box office rewind. Mm-hmm. Yes, about a somebody that's going to be coming up in one of these upcoming films, whether it's Hustlers or The Goldfinch. Yeah. Today, we thought we'd do something because Amy, you know, she loves this actress. Yes, I do. A uh, little J Lo. Yeah. Times. We're going to look back at her top five opening weekend films, and we're just going to do live action. We're going to exclude mm-hmm. any of the voice performances that she's done. So, uh, coming in at number five was Enough from Sony back in two thousand two. Fourteen million dollars for that. I don't think that I can see that film yet. Why? You're not old enough? Exactly. I'm really only 12. I've told you this before, Frank, Understood. but I've been 12 for five years now. Yeah. So I'm not old enough. When no, I just, I think it's a very heavy topic and it's, uh, I will see it one day. It's just a lot. Um, but I've heard great things. So. Okay. Have you seen it? Uh, I mean, I think, because that's one where she... Domestic uh, violence. Yes, domestic violence. She gets a really short haircut, and then she learns to start kicking butt. And so, uh, at the end of the film, then she starts laying a beat down back on the uh, Bobby when he comes looking for comes looking for her. Wow. Yeah. There you so, go. So you saw it. I did see it. You're welcome. And. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. We should put that on the poster. Yeah, it, was it was fine. fine. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, coming to number four, The Boy Next Door, back from Universal in 2015. Oh, that was when she has some kind of relationship with a younger. 
boy. I didn't see this film. Oh, that's uh. I did see it. Ooh, Ryan. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> uh, coming in number three though is a film I did see though. That's Anaconda. Back from two, uh, 1997, oh, $16.6 million. Dollars. Huh? Did you see it? No. I was, this This is the film uh, that I wish like the Meg was. Yes. Wow. Because it's when you take like an oversized animal that yeah. is attacking people, this film succeeded much better than I thought the Meg did. Okay. I haven't seen Anaconda, but I have seen the Meg. Do you think it's because there was a barrier between the Meg and the people that made it like not as threatening? What do you mean a barrier? Like they were in the thing. Well, yeah, but then they also got out on the water and the know, boat and like, all that stuff. When it starts, like that's they're always like protected by something. It's sort of not that much, but a little. Nah, I mean, because you saw the people, the people that they go down and investigate, and they there's the one that start all the the problems. They get uh, chomped down by the Meg earlier in the film well, because they go down on the submersible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This has got Jennifer Lopez. It's got uh, it's got Ice Cube. <gasps> Yes. Movie. Oh, it's great. Well, I don't know. For John some Voight? reason, you said Ice Cube, and I was like, that's really exciting. Now I really want to watch it. There J-Lo, awesome. Yes. But Ice Cube really changed my mind. Uh, Eric Stoltz is in this film. Yes. I don't know. Eric Stoltz from Pulp Fiction. He was originally played Marty McFly before they cast him with Michael J. Fox. Wait, who does he play in Pulp Fiction? He's the, uh, the guy when they need to get the uh, the adrenaline shot in the uh, in, uh, in Thurman's heart. <gasps> that happens over at Eric Stoltz's house. <gasps> oh, Yes. Okay, I'm there in. Uh, if you want to ever see what it's like to uh, from the inside of a snake as it's about to eat somebody. I've always wanted Then, that. Then, then you need to see this film. That's there you right. go, guys. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, uh, coming in at number uh, three uh, or two was The Cell, which I remember back from 2000. Uh, stunning visually. It's her, Vince Vaughn, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. It's a, it's a stunning... It's a... It, the, it's... Tarshem, I believe, uh, is the director. It's visually stunning. Uh. The film itself is like, eh. Mm. Yeah, that's all right. Mm. Uh, oh, actually, you know, I, I put down too many films. We did a top yeah. six. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, here we go. So, we'll, we'll double I We'll do a, 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 a two and then a one plus, one plus there. Okay. Uh, Made in Manhattan. There we go. Oh, 2002 with uh, good old J-Lo and Rafe Fiennes. You know, oh, that's that a, This is a movie... movie. That was Taylor so, Made for Amy Cassandra Martinez. It's so good. I just honestly, Latinos in the entertainment industry have always been put in this situation. And so for her to be put in that like role as a maid, as we usually get put, um, but then like kind of grow out of it, kind of gave me um, uh, this one that she was just in with Milo. Oh, uh, yes, where she slaps her, she has a little slap Leah fight Remini. with, yes. Yeah, it gave me that, that movie kind of vibes, even though, like, I saw the other one first, I saw Made in Manhattan first. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was inspirational, honestly, and, oh. like, growing up and being like, that's cool, she's, that's J-Lo, and of course I'd seen her in Selena before, duh, um, even though I really thought that that was Selena, it was... <laughs> Wow. I was pretty young. But yeah, I definitely highly recommend Made in Manhattan. As far as rom-coms go, this one's up there. I will tell you which ones are not up there. Not right now. It's a very long list. But if we ever talk about them, yes. I'll be like, just don't. All right. So, all this, right. This Look one's this. it. Yes. It gets the Amy Cassandra and, MTZ. Approval? Yes. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And Ray Fiennes. Oh, my gosh. He's so perfect in this. Oh, nice. Well, 
I've never seen it. <gasps> you need to see it. Oh, uh, I guess I guess I know what I'm watching tonight. Yep. If you need happiness in your life, you should watch this. I am better being You're a good. sourpuss. Oh, no. Uh, coming in at number one plus there for JLo's top five opening box office, which is really a top six list. Monster-in-Law, 2005. Ugh, her, Jane Fonda. Eh. Michael Var. How do you say it? Vartan? Michael, uh, Michael Vartan from Vartan. Alias. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, he's fantastic, too. Never saw the movie either. Well, well, then why do you have that face? You've never seen it. Yeah, but I just never... I was like, mm, do I really want to see this? Yes, you really want to see it. It's okay. not the best thing in the world, but it is perfect. And her... Like, Jennifer Lopez and Jane Fonda fighting with each other. It's just... It's wonderful. It really is. I have to say, I don't like how long Jennifer Lopez's hair is in this movie. It's mm. just incredibly long. But they do a really good job styling it. And... There's a lot. It's it reminds me of like Meet the Fockers in a way, and Meet the Parents, where it's just like it's stressful, and you're like no. And there are certain situations where she plays out what she actually wants to do, and then it like rewinds, and it's like okay, no, I didn't do that. And those moments are just the best because you know that they had to film them. And it's really funny. I would love that as a pull line. It's not the best movie, but it's perfect. That's how I talk about rom coms. Apparently, (laughs) yeah. I have to say, I'm surprised that Jersey. I'm not surprised that Jersey Girl's not up there, but Jersey Girl is also a sweet one. But she's not in it for that long. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you could really hold it on on her. Yeah. Uh, There's also the one too with uh, she's the wedding planner with uh, your boy. The wedding planner. Yeah. That one out of all of these that we've mentioned, I think is the best one. Oh. I love The Wedding Planner. Right. I, that is one I did see. So good, right? I think I probably saw it because I was more jazzed for Matthew McConaughey, but I did all see right, it. All right, all right, all right. Oh. Oh, yeah. Matthew, are you here? I know. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you later. Okay, it's thanks. Fine. <laughs> Just happy for his career moves at UT. Oh, nice. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, we're rapidly running to the end of the show, so mm-hmm. we're going to do our box office bet. So keep voting away in the chat there for either The Goldfinch or Hustlers. Before we do that and get your results, we're going to do our, our top five for next week. So... We got the Goldfinch, the Hustlers. Do you see either of them taking over It Chapter 2? Ooh, so they'd have to beat 45, at least, if it drops down 50%. Yeah. Jeez, that's a lot. So, no. I don't think either one does. Um, I don't... I I could see... I could see It, Hustlers. It, the Goldfinch... Goldfinch is a tough one. I don't... I think it's a smaller audience, honestly. It is. I, but I think... Angel's Fallen is also, it, it might be number three just because, I mean, Angel's Fallen is our next one, and that's only $6 million. And that's this Fallen. Week. Yeah. And it's going to fall again. So, I mean, I will just give the benefit of the doubt to, uh, it's tough. All right, you know what? I'm going to go say It, uh, Hustlers, Angel's Fallen, Goldfinch, Good Boys. That's it. That's it. Okay, I agree with you, except Goldfinch and... You think it's going to take three? Yeah. So I, I could easily see that as well as being the one of only two new films that I could still do better than. Because if Angel's Fallen falls another, that's going to be three, $3.2 million. There's such a big gap right now. But if you've seen the big, big box office ones, then you're like, okay, I guess these smaller ones. Even though, I mean, Lion King's been out. It's not... It's not that small, but, yeah. you know. Uh, all right, folks. Let's see. Oh, and we got Ryan. He's going It, Hustlers, Goldfinch, Angel, and Good Boy. So agreeing with you, Amy. Huh. Hey. 
Look at him go. We're going to win. Oh, all right. So, well, not part, that that matters, count. but like it, it always does kind of count. It's more of an exhibition, not a competition. It's not a, no, no, it is, it is a competition, <laughs> so we're going to win. All right, folks, we're getting ready to the box office bet. I know Ryan has been waiting for this mm. moment. I'll show. I have. I've been very nervous. I've been yes. Doing rapid research. <laughs> all right. Just looking at J-Lo opening weekend numbers. <laughs> Well, sweating frantically in here. Understood. Um, I mean, there's a lot on the line for this, Ryan. Mm-hmm. There is a lot on the line. Uh, so how did you want to do this? So we've got uh, Hustlers. Hustlers won. Hustlers won. Yeah. Ken Jack, the man. Goldfinch got no votes. <laughs> oh, nobody cares about a, a painting? Nobody cares about a movie about a painting. <laughs> Guys. That's a shame. What no a shame. One, no one put anything. All right. Well, there you go. So we got the Hustlers. Uh, J-Lo, Lily Reinhardt, Cardi B in the house. <laughs> oh, woo, my God. Woo. There you what? go. <laughs> Uh, 3,100 screens. We're going to do our bets. Of course, uh, we'll do them uh, silently, and then we're going to go to Ryan first. So uh, we're going to write down our bets here and what we think here. Okay, and of no course, folks. saying anything in the chat. Either. I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. If you've never seen the box office bet before, basically, the three of us are going to bet on what we on the film that you've chosen there in the chat, in which case this is The Hustlers, about what we think the film's going to do opening box office-wise this coming weekend. The person that's closest to the actual total will be prognosticator prognosticators. The loser will have to go see this film and tell us all about it. All right. So, so if I'm not mistaken, from my from a strategic point of view. Yes. Going first, you're at a bit of a disadvantage. That is true. That is true. And Well I mean not always. No. Because... We've all written we're all gonna write it down before we even say. Okay. So yeah, so so we're all written our, our votes, so we're, at that point, it's not really a disadvantage because we've all written down our votes. But we'll judge you out loud. <laughs> That's true. There so. is judgment that gets thrown around in the, on these bets. Uh, yeah. I'm all right. Let me write down my what number real quick. Put? Oh yes, yeah, you want me to tell you my number? Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. Okay, uh, just whisper it. It's fine. No one will hear. I got mine. All right. I think. Uh, oh boy. Okay. All right. I got mine. All right. Everybody locked in. Yep. All right, Ryan, kick us off. All right. Oh my god. I got, oh oh my so for the this is Hustlers. Uh, I got Hustlers starring Jennifer Lopez. First yes. of all, shout out to the Eagles. They won today. Um, <laughs> so I'm feeling extra extra oh, good. Right. I got extra luck on my side. I got 29 mil for the opening weekend for the Hustlers. The reason I'm picking this is because I'm looking at past J-Lo movies openings. Look, her, one of her highest is like near the 40s and 50s. Also, It Chapter 2, I think, is going to dominate. People are getting in the Halloween spirit, they're getting in the Halloween mood. And I think, um, yeah, it's a longer movie, but I think more people are, are down to see that for an adult-type movie. You know, I think It Chapter 2, it, it is more of an adult film. So yes. I'm going 29 mil. I, I don't think it's going to take that much. Um, 29 mil. Uh, Ryan, I'm just only laughing because uh, Amy is basically just sinking into her microphone. Uh, all it's right. been a blast being here. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think I, I will admit I, I was blown away by Ryan. Ryan no. swung for the fences and I loved it. No. So later, no. okay. What no. what do you got, Amy? What she got? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. And the number just came to me. All right, all right. That, that's great. No, that's why you said he swung for the fences. Then what did I swing yeah, for? You swung the, for the like, other galaxy? stadium on the that's other That's right. Across the street. Well, I, I went. I, I also went bad the other way. I went extremely conservative. Like I went thirteen point two. Whoa! Ooh, I, all I just, different. Yes. So <laughs> I don't like this. Is it hot in here? Oh my god! Uh, I'm so stressed out. I, I may have. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, it's like hustlers. I've seen some posters, but I haven't seen tons of advertising. Maybe I'm not I looking have? in the right place. 
Well, all right. I have not seen a lot. The first trailer I saw was at It last night. That was it. That's the only trailer I've seen was in the theater for It. So, you know, I do follow Jennifer Lopez on Instagram. Well, there so you go. I guess you're dialed in on that. They're like, oh, she follows her. Um, I do have a very important announcement. Um, I think you guys should go watch Hustlers, like, multiple times <laughs> no, this weekend. No, just no, go do shouldn't. it. Just go. You shouldn't. Go. No, no go. you should not. Treat yourself. Yes. Watch it multiple times. Uh, all right. Uh, so, folks, look at this. Uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm a little worried. I think I went a little too conservative, but we'll find out. Only the box office will tell. Yeah, when yeah, everyone it, goes that, and watches. That's it. true. When you've got you, you got a movie about a painting, guys, go see the movie. You know, you, you, <laughs> you know, that's where the fun is. You know what society needs more of? What dancing women? Hustlers, baby, uh, folks! <laughs> thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks for joining us for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up or two or three or four or five, however many you can while you're there. And for everybody that joined us live, thank you so much for hopping in the chat. Uh, Amy, if they're watching after we stream live, though, what can they do? Comment down below. And if you want to stay in touch with any of us after the show's over, Ryan, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Ryan Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N underscore. That's at Ryan Nilsen underscore. Instagram and Twitter. Ooh, love it. And you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra. M-T-Z. Nailed it. I don't need someone else to tell me I nailed it. No, I don't know about that one. Uh, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, that's going to do for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We'll be back, some of us will at least, next week. Until then, don't go see a movie. Go see Hustlers. <laughs> don't go see a movie. Go see it. Treat go yourself. Relax. Go see go a painting movie. Go, go see Hustlers. <laughs> go see Bye, guys. Go see From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.